Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, colleague, friend, Nick Martin, coming to you live from Calgary, Alberta. And Nick, we always start with our favorite underdogs, and uh, I've got a pretty big one here that I like uh, as my favorite pooch. We did pretty well uh, in our last episode with uh, the Senators. I think we went two for two, right, uh, on our underdogs? Um, so... Let's see if we can stay hot uh, in all likelihood. It'll probably reverse course because uh, of the underdog I'm about to serve up. The Montreal Canadiens, they're plus 235 on a back-to-back, doing the Florida two-step, traveling from Tampa Bay on Wednesday night to take on the Florida Panthers on Thursday night. Jake Allen is starting Wednesday night as well. Um, all of this you know, bodes pretty poorly for Montreal, but this is just a bet against the Panthers, who I think are – really searching for it. Now, Florida is about to get healthy. It looks like Sasha Barkov will be back. It looks like Aaron Ekblad will be back and to a lesser extent um, in terms of importance. Radko Gudis will be back, making the Panthers a much more formidable opponent. So I actually think that this number has room to grow on Montreal, especially uh, with how things go on uh, Wednesday night if they get their doors blown off by the Lightning as a 3-1 to one underdog. Uh, but Florida just hasn't done enough to earn this kind of trust. It's that simple. They don't, they don't, they haven't looked strong at all. They went into the break with a pretty poor effort against the Islanders. Uh, their underlying metrics do, do show them to be a better team than their record, but still they're a minus six goal differential. They're well outside the playoff picture. I do wonder just like kind of the state of this team right now. So I have no problem taking them on when the number gets like this. Yeah, they scare me here. I see I see your narrative because the price is so good and Florida hasn't shown us anything. The concern for me is that it could be somewhat of a get-right spot. Like, they can't drop this one. So I see both angles of it for sure. It's a massive price considering the Panthers. It's a massive price against a team that is dangerous too. You know, like the, the Canadians for all their flaws. You know, Yeah, and one and- thing to keep going back to this well, and like I said, we are going to do it versus Carolina. Well, every one of their shooters cashed. I know people who follow me in the action app probably saw I posted Tavo as a single and then a parlay of like three Canadian shooters to, or hurricane shooters to go over. That angle works. I've commented it all year long. The books aren't moving the lines enough on shot props. So this is one where I will be very interested in watching the Panthers shot prop targets because they should be moving the prices drastically. Like if Florida are going to get 45 shots on average in this game, that means they need need to move the prices significantly for them not to hold value which is kind of an angle I've been uh, going with for a while here and it's been good. So yeah, that's definitely something I'll be interested in on that contest. Yeah. So keep an eye uh, 
uh, Nick in the Action Network app, uh, Nicholas K. Martin, uh, to follow him. Of course, you can follow the Line Change podcast as well uh, in the app, so make sure to download it. Uh, and you have an underdog for us as well. It's a little shorter, but they're playing in the same state as the Canadians. Yeah, so I like the New York Rangers. They've just been playing way too well to be at this long of a number, considering, I should say, I like the Rangers to beat the Lightning, who play Wednesday night and are starting Andre Vasilevsky, which means that we should see Brian Elliott. And I think this number is just way too long for a Rangers team that is competing quite hard now. They're winning, you know, they're winning a ton of games to be at this kind of line. And they're catching them in such a favorable spot. We know it's going to be close with Shesterkin and goal. I think it's just a good time to get on it. And as we always say, we try to make this note, you want to bet these spots where the backup is likely to end up in early. You get it before that confirm- confirmation, you're going to gain some line value. Whereas if you wait for the confirmation, then you're just going to suddenly lose some some money or some some value. And the thing is, as we always say, like they're they set the line with the expectation that it'll be Vasilevsky, which really doesn't make sense because it's either going to be that number if it is Vasi, or once it ends up being confirmed that it's Elliot, then the number is suddenly better. So yeah, I think New York, they're going to be in with a shot. It's going to be a close game. Tampa have a game tonight, which could potentially be a blowout and maybe that shakes things up a little bit. But yeah, I like New York. They're competing hard right now. It was a disappointing night for them versus the Caps in uh, a game which I loved. I wanted that one bad for the pod, for, as a fan, for everything. I didn't want to watch them lose that game by any means. So that result was great. But I still like where the Rangers are at. We talked about for that game that they're... Uh, they are in good form and it wasn't a slight over them. And uh, yeah, I think as an underdog, they're very live here. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think this, this line is pretty surprising um, considering the schedule spot and the fact that before that capitals loss, you know, the Rangers had won, I believe eight, eight and two in their last 10. So uh, a little surprising to see them uh, as open, like this kind of number. I'm, I'm assuming we'll see them go off much closer to that, you know, plus one ten range. Uh, but still, I think as a as a plus one ten one fifteen underdog, they're still worth a a bet against Brian Elliott. You know, as as long as we don't get a surprise Vasilevsky start, uh, which I don't think we'll see. Um, all right, let's look at the bigger board. It is uh, only ten games on Thursday night. Um, I will be in the building for blue, so adjust your numbers accordingly. Blue Jackets uh, at the Islanders. Blue Jackets are plus two ten. Islanders minus two fifty. Over under here six uh, and a half. One note from Islanders morning skate was, uh, or from their practice on Wednesday was that Corey Schneider was in the starters net. I don't think he's going to start over Ilya Sorokin in this. The Islanders just need the points. It could have just be like a, you know, little gamesmanship from Lane Lambert or something. If, if Schneider does start, this number is going to crash. He's, he's been all right in the AHL this year, but he's played, I think one NHL game since before the pandemic. So uh, just be, be on the lookout for that. The other thing is uh, the Islanders at this point, it's becoming customary every game that they lose a forward uh, and they lost Oliver Wallstrom um, to an injury against in a, in a great, great effort. We should say against the Penguins um, from the Islanders. That's probably their best game of the season. They've, they've started to look much better uh, of late since they went out West for a trip uh, against the avalanche and coyotes and Knights. And, and their their form is looking a little bit more formidable, even with all their injuries. Adam Pellick, Kyle Clutterbuck, Kyle Palmieri, now Wallstrom, Simon Holmstrom, Simeon Varlamov. The, the injury list is deep. So they are a vulnerable favorite here. 
this is a weird spot for the Blue Jackets, though. Um, they're just, you know, first of all, they're bad. They're they're going to be taking on a team that can score. And then, of course, the Blue Jackets have been dealing with injury issues themselves just over the longer term. Uh, their defense is so banged up. The Islanders can score uh, this season. That, that's not something I thought I would be saying. So it's I just don't think it's the right spot for the Blue Jackets. That said, if, if Schneider starts and you can still get this number, uh, I would take it. Yeah, the Isles have been unreal. That Florida game was a really good effort. And then obviously last night, they, they really took it to the Penguins. So I don't know if we'll see them drop this one. You'd think they'd just start Sh- uh, Sorokin also, considering yeah. who's going to go in. But... And the schedule too. So like they play Thursday night. And, and the reason I'm spending so much time on this is the, the difference between one of the best goalies in the league and Corey Schneider is, is absolutely massive, right? So they they play Thursday night and then they don't play again until Sunday in Seattle. Um, and I'm assuming that it does sound like Varlamov will be on that trip. So it, it's not like they need, such, they're going to need Schneider, like to keep him warm. So this is one of those times where I just, I just think that the the fact that he was in the starters net is maybe to give Sorokin a lighter practice and prep for this. But that said, like I said, it just just be on the lookout for it. Yeah, and I'll probably go back in uh, the other night when we had this on the podcast, the Kent Johnson point. I had one of my screens on. Chicago versus Columbus for most of the night when I think there's about seven good NHL games on just watching to see if Ken Jones will get a point. He hit the post. He had what I thought was a pretty good effort. So I'll probably end up going back to that prop again. I thought it was a good take and I continue to think in a vacuum, it's going to hit it higher than 50% and it's going to continue to be plus money. So until that comes down, I'll probably just be going to that prop over and over. I'm also going to throw out Matt Barzell hat trick. Again, he's playing really well despite his line mates probably going to be Josh Bailey and Hudson Fashing for this game. <laughs> That's just, just crazy to say. Um, he's th- with against this type of team. He scored twice, so maybe this is you know buying high, but a uh, hat trick prop. You know, you can't, I can't. I don't think he can really do that. So uh, he he just he's on the roll. He's shooting the puck again. Um, the power play for the Islanders is like zero for twenty three. It's due to score. Uh, he's looking mighty dangerous and against this type of team he should have plenty of skating room so that's an interesting one if you want to throw like a long shot bet in with me uh while i'm in the building uh i'll be on the barzell hat trick train um and jg peggio to score he's hit like eight posts in his last few games he's looked really good as well this is just that's just eye test stuff but but he's he's been really playing well uh, all right i think that's enough time on the islanders and blue jackets so we can now talk about the canucks uh, they're plus 140 in Winnipeg. The Jets minus 165. The over under six and a half. I like Vancouver. This number, we we talked how we didn't like Vancouver as a favorite against San Jose. They won as a favorite against San Jose. But on the when you flip it and they, you give the, the Vancouver Canucks a, a plus 140 against a Winnipeg team that is wobbling right now. They aren't particularly healthy. Ilya's still, still out. Uh, Josh Morrissey was banged up the other night. Blake Wheeler's out. I mean, if you're going to give me... Uh, uh, this the Canucks are a dangerous team at, at this kind of number and gets the I'm not I think Winnipeg's good but they're not you know a, a really formidable team one that that would scare you away uh at plus 140 uh with the underdog at, on the road so I like Vancouver they they their numbers have started to trend in a little bit in the right direction I don't would never trust them if you flip this line around uh but at plus 140 I think it's fine yeah, for me, it's Canucks or pass. The one fear I have is they're just scoring on uh, such a high percentage of shots. But right now, they have a lot more offensive pieces than the Jets do in good form. That defense always scares me, and Hellebuck versus uh, Martin is concerning. But yeah, I, yeah. I like Canucks or nothing in this game. 
Uh, stars and Wild. Stars plus 105 on the road. Minnesota minus 125 at home. The over under six. I've got nothing here. I think this looks spot on. Yeah, I agree. Looks spot on. It'll be one of the better games on the slate, but I think that uh, those numbers look sharp. Uh, now, this one is a little interesting, actually. Uh, I think at first glance, if if you're scrolling the board, this is probably one that most people would just fly right by. But I think Blackhawks plus 215 in St. Louis, uh, Blues are minus 255 and the over under six is worth a bet. Uh, and this is not a bet on the Blackhawks. This is a bet against the Blues, who just have so many mistakes in them defensively. They have so many you know, breakdowns coverage-wise. They're goaltending. You just never know what's going to show up. They We we said on Tuesday night uh, before a pod, uh, during our podcast for Tuesday that that Leafs-Blues game would probably be a circus. It was a circus. And that's just what the Blues are. They're just this traveling sideshow. And no matter who the team, the opponent is, it's they're, it, they're going to play to that narrative, it seems like. Um so in these high variance kind of games, like why wouldn't you take a shot on a on a Blackhawks team that is terrible? Um, it's not going to be fun bet, but you know they've got to win eventually. Uh, so you know, and a little little Midwest rivalry action here. I'll take a I'll take a stab here on the Blackhawks. So I don't think I bet in you know weeks, which is kind of concerning for someone like me. <laughs> yeah, the Hawks have been bad. I that this one scares me on a lot of fronts. I'll, I'll mainly pass. I think they're the blues are going to struggle without Krug. their defensive core has just been a dong show. So that loss is definitely going to hurt. Yeah. It's, it's just, they're just not, they're not, you can't trust them. They're, they're like I said, off the top with the Panthers, it, it, it's even a further point with the blues. You just, you can, I can't show I would love to meet the person laying minus two fifty five with, with St. Louis, even against the Blackhawks and thinking, you know, this, and and now I'm not talking about someone who's just like parlay, you know, making a, you know, square money line parlay. You know, they're throwing them in with whatever bowl game they want or something <laughs> to add some value. Um, I want to talk to the person that's like, no, I'm, I see a lot of expected value here on St. Louis minus two fifty five. Uh, yeah, I would like to talk to that person. Um, all right, let's move to Mullet Arena. Yotes at home, baby. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are minus two sixty five. The Coyotes plus two twenty five. The over-under here, six and a half. Austin Matthews, current team against his future team. The Coyotes are six and five at home. And I don't know who it was before the season, but he said, but that person said, the Coyotes at home are, I think it's going to be a thing. Thus far, six and five at home, plus if if you bet $100 on Arizona in each one of those games, you'd be up $588 for an ROI of... uh, uh, 54.5%, excuse me, 53.4%. That's the best mark in the NHL, according to the Action Network, uh, in terms of ROI. The only teams that, the only team that has made a better, more money uh, at home, if you just had straight up, you know, blindly bet them, every home game would be the Bruins, and they're 20 and 3 at home this season. Uh, Bruins, Coyotes, Islanders, Jets, Capitals, those are your five best betting home teams so far this season. Um, the Cavs, this, yeah, the Cavs, man, couple, thirteen and six at home. Couple, uh, big wins that I didn't realize. Yeah, um, and this is you know every every number you look at, everything and logically is going to tell you that Arizona is not going to win this game, but the, the odds are already telling you that, right? Like, so what you're looking for here is is why can't like why can they win? And I think 
you know, that there is something to this Coyotes at home thing. Uh, you know, it's, the, the Maple Leafs are the biggest team in the hockey universe. They're, they play sell out every game in Toronto. They have a media circus following them. That media circus is going to be sinking its teeth into this Coyotes circus thing going on with their arena. They're going to try to move the Coyotes. You know, they're going to call on an affront to hockey that they're playing in this arena and try to move them to Hamilton or something. There'll be tons of op-eds written all over the hockey internet uh, about it. And that's good billboard material, first of all. Uh, Second of all, I think, like, it's probably going to be a little hard for Toronto to get up for this one. I know that they lost Arizona a few, you know, right off the gates. But, I mean... It's still like you're going to be playing in front of this this crowd, which is going to be pro Leafs. It's probably going to be mostly Leafs fans uh, down in Arizona. And it's just, it's such a wonky game. And there's always the Vimelka factor. There's always the Carol Vimelka looms large over every time the Coyotes play as a big underdog because he just can pitch a shutout. And he's been so good this season. Uh, so I like Arizona here. This number definitely has room to grow. Um, and I can't wait for the Maple Leafs money to show up because I want to see what I can get on Arizona here. Yeah, I was the Maple Leafs money today. I I, uh, went on the Leafs at opening because I just think it's a good spot for them. I like that they've lost Arizona this year. I like that they lost in Arizona last year. I like that they know the Bruins need to be caught for first in the division. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but I really don't. I think that just works against all these letdown spots that they know they need to get through the first round so, so bad, or it's going to be literally hell for everyone in that dressing room yet again, and that they can come into games like this, not let down and give it an honest chance to actually play not a top eight team in the league in round one. So I like that. I think this is just a good spot for the Leafs to keep rolling. So I went ahead and went on them in regulation today. I think that number will move. Everyone's going to be on Toronto. I see the other side of it. And then the one prop that I'm going to like, I'm going to keep it chalky and go with Matthew's goal. Matthew's over four and a half shots. I think he's going to be up for this one. He's been playing really well. And I like to keep it rolling with Matthew's here. Yeah, he'll be playing in front of families and family and friends. He's from Arizona. It's just going to be a funny game. It's going to be a funny game to see the Toronto Maple Leafs, to hear the, you know, the pearl clutching from the media, no matter what happens in this game, just because of the arena situation. I'll Uh, jump in and say, I like what Arizona have done lately. I actually was kicking myself for not getting on Colorado once Natushkin sat and and blah, blah, blah. I was actually just trying to get on it right when Arizona scored. I think they're they're playing really well. Like in a matchup versus someone like Montreal, which we saw in Arizona, Montreal kind of stole that game. I think the shots were two to one with a lot of quality. I like what Arizona are doing. They're really kicking like as a a scrappy team. So this is more of a play that I like where Toronto are at. I think they're going to just find a way to get the two points here that they really need. But they're, I'm fully with you that I think Arizona are going to be scrappy moving forward and that they're in some of these matchups versus, uh, well, I guess you can say in, in the huge favorites, but also I think versus teams that um, they're just going to be closer to, like someone like a San Jose or that sort of thing moving forward. I could see mm-hmm. them being dangerous. Yeah, Arizona's in 28th place right now uh, overall. They were the favorite to finish last to win the wooden spoon. Um, they're on pace for about 72 points. They're over under with 65 and a half. So they are playing above their weight and they're a good underdog team. I mean, they've been an underdog basically every game, so it's hard to say that. But, um, you know, they they just seem to be punching up well. And I think a lot of it just comes down to, you know, blood and guts, right? They they work hard. I think that they are just an, give an honest effort most 
every time they step out on the ice. And uh, that actually does move the needle because when you look at a team like Chicago, who clearly were going through the motions before the the break, and you know the Flyers now are definitely kind of filling that that or fitting that narrative. The Ducks a little bit like it does make a difference. Um, so this team is playing for each other, each other, and uh, I I just think you can't you just don't ignore them just don't be afraid to bet this yeah, team whether whether or not you bet them on thursday night or not like just i think that they're going to continue to pay off yeah I, I mean they have more young guys who are still fighting for minutes who still want to be there i yep. think that are like whatever we don't care about the situation we don't care that we're playing in a college arena like let's have fun and and go out there and earn some money and some minutes and i think chicago is getting past that that yep. and the race for dead last is hilarious i know quite a few followers tailed our pick on it to be Chicago. The odds swing drastically every time one of those teams actually wins a game. <laughs> like yeah. The back half of this season, I think that is going to be such a fun future to hold because it, it's just ridiculous. Um, Yeah, I think that's a good point about the the players in Arizona. I mean, the, you could think about someone like Matias Bocelli, who's been really good for them, who's playing for an NHL job for, you know, playing for his career. And then you got some guys like, you know, Chikrin and, and Gosses Bear who are playing to get a trade. You know, I want to be traded to a, a, a contender. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot going on. And, of course, the Vimalka thing. You know, he's he's been so good this season. Uh, let's close up uh, the big board before we get to our best bets, top shelf bets, for Thursday, the 29th of December. We'll talk Kings and Avs. Los Angeles is plus 125 in uh, at Ball Arena. Colorado's minus 145, the over-under. It's six. The Kings, it's a tempting price considering Arizona's, I'm sorry, considering Colorado's, uh, you know, injury list. It's just still bananas. I think I, I read somewhere that used like 34 different players or some forwards or something. So, yeah, the abs and, and just, there's no puck luck. And I think a lot of that is not so, not a coincidence when you when you lose players like Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog and uh, Nichushkin for a while. Uh, Evan Rodriguez was out of the lineup. Uh the, the replacements aren't going to be able to to match that talent. So they will have trouble finishing. It's Kings or nothing. Yeah, it's Kings or nothing. I think if you get confirmation that Nachushkin's going to sit, you can get on the Kings at plus 125. Not to put too much weight on one guy, but I think it's another one of those things. You take him out, all of a sudden they only have Rantanen truly, truly carrying a line up top. And it just hurts a lot to have basically one elite player compared to what they're used to up there. Uh, all right, with that, let's move on to top shelf bets. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. Our favorite bets, Thursday, the 29th of December. The Red Wings are in Buffalo, uh, Detroit on a back to second leg, but back to back. We'll currently plus 130. Uh, Buffalo's minus 150, the over under six and a half. Uh, another bet on the Sabres for you. Another bet on the Sabres. I would love if they actually play this game because <laughs> the Sabres postponements have been pissing me off and writing articles, doing podcasts about the Sabres winning games. None of them are running. I lost my fantasy last week because I didn't get that Thompson and Tuck game. So anyways, I hope this one versus Detroit goes. I like the Sabres to come up with a win. The Red Wings have quietly fallen into a really bad run of play defensively after a great start where a lot of noise was made about Lalonde coming in and and um, sharpening up their game in that aspect over the last month Detroit is the eighth worst expected goals against per 60 Buffalo has the best offense in the league I know they might not be they might not finish in the top two or three but I think a lot of what they're doing is sustainable 
And this is just a really tough matchup for a Wings team who will be on a back-to-back and are just not defending very well. I like it for Buffalo. And another note I'll have is that I think it could be a good time to get on the Sabres live if maybe they kind of shake off a little rust in the first and then really get going. It is kind of a long layoff at this point, which is a little concerning. But I just like the... I love where they're at offensively. I think they're a better team than people think. And I like them to come out super hungry in this spot and take advantage of a Red Wings team that has not defended very well lately. So yeah, I'm going to be on the Sabres in regulation at plus 105. I'd play it all the way down to about minus 115. You know, I was deciding between the Canucks and the Senators for my best bet, but I wanted to to save the Senators and Capitals for last so we can talk a little bit about it since your Capitals are just, uh, you know, barnstorming the NHL right now. I should say our capital, since we said that this team would, uh, was worth a, a Stanley Cup future before the season. It looked terrible, and now uh, it looks better, of, of course. Uh, the Senators, plus 140. The Caps, minus 165. Over under six. I think that we will see this number grow on Ottawa, but I like where they're at even at this number. The Senators, the, look, the Capitals are the maybe the hottest team in the NHL outside of Carolina right now. And taking them on, it won't be fun. But Ottawa is just—they're trending in the right direction. They're—they're they're starting to get results. Nine out of their uh, nine wins out of the last thirteen. They're coming off a scrappy effort against the Bruins, in which they uh, you know blew a late lead and ended up winning the game in a shootout. They're just a team that can punch up well because you know we say this all the time about Ottawa. You, you look at what they can do going forward, or what they should be able to do going forward with DeBrinket, Stutzla. Kachuk, Giroux, you know, they, 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 Thomas Shabbat on the back end. Like they, this team should uh, give any team in the NHL trouble at big numbers. So I think plus 140 against a Capitals team. This is probably the high water mark in terms of the betting market on, on the Capitals here. I, I, I just don't see how they should be this high. And I think it'll, like I said, it'll only get higher uh, against a really dangerous team in, in decent form. Yeah, I could see this being the letdown for the Caps. I think a lot of people, this will be the one where they see it as a smash spot where they're looking at how the Capitals have played. But yeah, I agree. The Senators are probably a little undervalued in most matchups at this point, which is what scares us off. So I can live with it. I'll pass hope the Caps win, but I can definitely agree that it could be a spot where the Senators, who are definitely going to be underrated on a lot of nights moving forward, We've talked about how their record is definitely underwhelming considering how they play. They've had a lot of one-goal losses, a lot of injuries, and they'll be a team to watch in the back half. All right, uh, that'll do it. Another episode of Line Change in the books uh, for our underdogs. We took the Habs, the Rangers, best bets, Sabres in regulation against the Red Wings, Ottawa as an underdog against uh, the Washington Capitals. For Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. We will see you on the other side of the new year uh, to talk more NHL. Until then... Best of luck with all your hockey bets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.